Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, SmackDown, Review. Hello and welcome to the Wrestling to the Max, SmackDown Live Review for February 28th, 2017. The last couple of shows that we'll be doing in February, because it'll be March the next time we talk to you officially. So, I am your host, Sean Gomer, and here with me, Paul is sick once again, so he will be on neither one of the shows. Uh, I mean, you might be listening to 205 Live first, or to SmackDown first, whichever uh, you decide here. But uh, yeah, Paul's still under the weather. So, unfortunately, we won't be doing the New Japan show that we talked about yesterday, but we'll still talk about those shows on Thursday, plus there's a show that they're doing, I think, in about a couple of hours that we'll have to talk about as well. So, um, Gary, nice to have you here again, not have to go find somebody. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> you had to start looking in the phone book to who can do SmackDown with me, huh? <laughs> but I'm here. I'm glad to be here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a SmackDown that I, I guess I, I'm glad to be a part of because I got lots to talk about. Yeah, uh, there was uh, plenty to talk about on uh, on this one for sure. Uh, but uh, we should probably get started here. As I just realized that I, the one thing I forgot to do in the time that we were waiting around was to actually put the, uh, the what happened in the dock there. But if I, why can't I remember right this minute what, uh, well, I started the show. Uh, oh, well, it was the, was it the Miss <laughs> TV segment? Yeah, the Miss uh, TV segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Once again, you know, they had they had promoted this the week before. So we kind of knew this was happening. Uh, we knew that the Harper and AJ Styles match was set to happen. And, you know, it, the, the thing is that 
Uh, I should also note that a lot of this show got changed around because of the presidential address that was happening, I think, 30 minutes into this show. So, uh, the reason why AJ Styles and Luke Harper doesn't main event is because of uh, President Trump having to do his congressional address or whatever. So, uh, we can get into that, too. I thought it was kind of dumb that they're once again changing the show around for, for something else that can also be dvr It's not like... You can't DVR the congressional address and watch it later. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, so uh, the Miz comes out to basically do his own address to John Cena. And he, look, I thought he did really well in this. I thought he had the right tone. I thought that, you know, we got to find out his, him being pissed at Cena for, for, you know, kind of, he feels like he was holding him down and took his spotlight and all this stuff, you know. Uh, I, I Again, I want to say that I, I thought Miz did a really good job here just when Cena starts tearing him down. Um, not to mention that Miz is being a total hypocrite too because... If anybody has ever wanted to be Mr. Hollywood, it's The Miz. And, but when Cena is tearing him down, he brings up the whole, well, you've basically been saying what AJ Styles has been saying for the past six months. And that's what it felt like to me. It's another, and Cena brings it up again. It's like, oh, you had your moment to come and say something to me, and you say the exact same thing that everybody else says to me now. And, like, you know, I... I agreed with that. That I got into a thing on Twitter with, you know, one of, he's a, one of our listeners. And he, you know, he, he was like, well, I don't like the way Cena says things, whatever. Uh, I preferred what Miz said. And I was like, look, if Cena hadn't torn him down the way he did and then kind of brought up some of the things that Miz has done and that he, everything that Miz has done has kind of been taking from somebody else and all this stuff, you know, and uh, I don't think it would have worked if you just had Miz as part of the promo, you know, so uh, then eventually Cena's, I guess, done with everything there, and Marie stops him, says you can't talk to my husband like that, basically, and that, you know, Cena's talks about Cena's package and everything else, and then Nikki comes out. And she just says, I'm going to break you, bitch, and we're going. So, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was a good ending. Like, it was cool that, I guess, you're really solidifying that tag match that we've been hearing so much about. And even later, there's a promo segment with uh, Cena and Nikki. And then Carmella and James Ellsworth show up and... They have a little interaction there that's kind of funny. And pretty much they're going to have a, I guess, a trial mixed tag match with James Ellsworth and Carmella next week. And it'll be the first time we ever get to see John Cena and Nikki Bella do anything together in the ring. So that's kind of cool, I guess, if, you, if you're if you interested in that. But uh, what do you think of this opening part of SmackDown? You know... 
I was okay with this because, like you said, I mean, it was something that was relevant. It's The Miz, and I, I personally, I I like when I hear The Miz talk about certain things, and, you know, this is one of them, and that's about, you know, his opportunities that have been lost, and, of course, this whole deal with John Cena. I, I think The Miz does pretty well for himself, so... I have no qualms with that. I think it was great. Uh, John Cena does his thing normally, and, and you know, we'll get what we get out of that. This is my thing, and, and I understand, you know, you, you're talking about the listener who, you know, kind of just didn't like what John Cena was saying. And I'm a little bit 50 50. I think that John Cena saying what he did about The Miz being very real, I think Miz and John Cena kind of breaking that whole, you know, barrier of, you know, real and fake is good and it's something that i think needs to happen more often in wrestling but the one thing i will say is i i just hate that john cena says that same line to every wrestler that gets in the ring you guys have been saying the same thing to me for a decade da, 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 da. you know and i'm like okay stop cena look we get it you like to troll the fans vince taught you how to do it very well okay you control the fans by repeating what they see on the dirt sheets i get it man just go out and attack the Miz with verbal things outside of that. It's like John, but he does afterwards. He just he does later points but out the, the obvious first. But what's aggravating though is the fact that he's blaming. He's saying the same thing to Miz that he's doing. It's like a hypocrite. It's like man, you know, you sure do, you don't you don't give enough donations to the Salvation Army. I never give to the Salvation Army, but you never give to the Salvation. It's like, dude, stop being a hypocrite. Stop doing exactly what you're saying they're doing. You're saying they're saying the same things, and stop saying the same thing every time you talk. Just go into something different. Come out of a different way. I just, I'm so sick of that. I just wish John Cena would calm down and look, find a new path. I mean, I get it. You're you're the incarnate of Hulk Hogan, but you know, maybe change it up. Don't be like Hulk Hogan and say the same five lines and bring up something else. So, I, I think that you know. Cena did a good job, like I said. I, I don't hate on it. I, I think he did what he needed to do against Miz because if it would have been, like you said, Sean, if it's just the Miz, it's kind of ho-hum. Like, I get it. I, I The Miz will have something to say, but John Cena and his own verbiage adds something to this. I just didn't like his whole hypocritical statement right there. That kind of bothered me. Um, the, the, the extra stuff. Well, like but, Nick you know, Cena. Miz was being, like I pointed out, Miz was being a hypocrite too, so... Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's kind of it's it's a it's it's a tough situation, but I mean, the Miz is a heel here, and I guess John Cena's trying to play that whole ah, I can dip into that gray area. I can dip into that whole. I don't care if the crowd hates me or like this crowd I, loves I, him. I, I, I do like the uh, I do like the half insult that Miz throws out there, which is probably maybe one of the best things about the promo was like you're not even. John Cena anymore you're or, or like you can't be full John Cena anymore you're not even half decent Cena <laughs> that was good I have to admit that was good you know and, you know once again I appreciate the realism you know the, the the remarks that they're making back and forth it kind of it feels real and that's good that's exactly what you want that's what's going to hook people into this whole thought process and um you know, outside of that, I mean, I can't hate too much. I think it was a decent beginning of the way to start the show. Compared to whatever else they could have done, I, I liked it. Adding in, of course, the, the Maurice thing, slapping John Cena, and you bring out Nikki. We knew it was going to happen eventually. 
it didn't have a big surprise feel because we knew it was coming. Unless you didn't know about you know the news, maybe you're a WWE fan, you just don't read the news, then you're probably surprised a little bit, or maybe you kind of saw the writing on the wall like the rest of us. I don't know. That doesn't feel super special to me. Uh, it'll probably be something fine, but I, I have a feeling that this is about really Miz and Cena. This is not anything. I, I think, you know, the wives aspect or the girlfriend and, and of course, the wife, the Marie system is that just adds a little bit more of a dynamic here. But to me, unless they heat that up between Maurice and Nikki, I almost don't care about them. Are they going to find a way to get those two going? Yeah, uh, they they already did, though. They had Maurice Wacker with the pipe last week. Yeah, but I, I mean even more like verbiage and things like that, like actually speaking back and forth and things. And the, the actions are fine, but, I mean, I want to see more. I want to see, you know, hear them actually talk. Oh, I, I'm sure that they'll have their moments, you know, yeah. and all that. But, like, you know, it, it's, you got to, they had to start somewhere, and I probably, they probably think, you know, they probably think, ah, oh, well, Let's start with the men, and and then we'll go trickle it down to <clears throat> to Nikki and Maurice later. Like Nikki and Maurice will have their thing, but that's also because you know we just had like all of Natalia and Nikki's feud was them taking barbs at each other, and the same thing with Carmelo, right? Carmelo's mm-hmm. feud with Nikki was taking barbs at Nikki, so. I think they probably felt like, okay, let's start with the obviously people that are they're gonna care about Cena more, and let's have Nikki play that role of, let's have her come in and say something. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like the way they did it is is great. Let's just see where they go from here, like you're saying. But I I don't know. You've seen so you've seen every single person that has gone against Nikki take those same barbs at her. Maurice doesn't have a leg to stand on mm-hmm. in that regard because, yeah, Maurice is a model and she doesn't need the Miz. You know, Maurice did it more for the, well, I love the Miz and, and whatever, and then she retired, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is Maurice just going to take those same shots at Nikki, you know, and, and it's going to be the same cycle again and again and again, you know? Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, I, 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 I guess I, and I think I'm trying to find a way, and I think you you make a good point here. I, I just I want to find a way to care about this match, and I think that for a halfway point, I kind of do care about it, but I'm still not even you know 65 percent caring. I'm about 50, maybe maybe 45, but outside of that, I mean, I just. This is going to be one of those matches I'm going to be watching WrestleMania and saying, okay, hurry up and end. I want to see the next match. Come on, let's get this one over with at this point. I, I want them to heat it up that way. I do have feelings of, man, I want to see it. I want to see this tag. You know, I want to you know, get excited about it. Right now, I'm not there. And it's kind of unfair because it just started. So it's not fair for me to sit here and say that. But I think I'm going more on my fears of the future. And... That's what I think I'm basing this off of. But outside of that, like I said, this is fine. They did what they needed to do. I, I just got to have more reasons to care. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> you're right about that. It is, it is about giving you reasons to care. 
Um, but uh, so moving a, away from from that, you know, we spent uh, plenty of time on on that there. So uh, they had. Uh, I already uh, mentioned Natalia before. They had some things with her here. Let's go ahead and get into what the women did on the show. They had a two out of three falls match between Mickey James and Becky Lynch. Uh, this was good. Um, you know, nothing great here. Uh, I don't remember them announcing the two out of three falls until they come back from commercial, which I thought was kind of silly. But, you know, I, I feel like if you would have announced the match as the two out of three falls at the beginning, it would have helped you more. Uh, but, yeah, they just, they had, like, two commercials in this, and it was kind of unnecessary. And, yeah, it just, I mean, again, this was good, but it, I don't, it wasn't anything that, like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm really thinking about this past, this show, you know? Yeah, I'm right there with you, and this did not feel special at all. And I, I think it is for the fact that, like you said, they really didn't announce this. At least I didn't hear it myself, Sean. I mean, I thought maybe you had heard it, so we both didn't catch it if they announced it somewhere in this show. But, I mean, just for the fact of a match that, I mean, probably should be built up better. That we've seen it before, don't get me wrong, so we're not seeing a breaking, you know, uh story here of oh man this match is gonna be awesome this is not gonna you know a breakthrough this is just a now a match that we've seen before and one that's okay but mm, i think the stipulation kind of helped but not overly it really didn't add too much more to to put this one over in my book so ah it is what it is becky lynch you know wins and i think that's the direction they have to go um i think really honestly it felt like this was just a match thrown on here just to, just to get a good match, to get people watching, especially with the, you know what's going on with the election. Excuse me, presidential uh, stuff, not election. My God, that was over with. But the presidential stuff happening, I think they were trying to find a way to keep people watching. and Which is fine, but I don't think it was overly great. Yeah, uh, totally agree with you there. We'll have to see if this is the end for them or if they're going to keep this going for sort of no reason, but... We'll see. Uh, Alexa Bliss herself already looks like she might be moving on to something else. And this is really weird because if you're going to have a heel versus heel match, I don't I don't know what you're going to do here. Because uh, I, I don't know that people are all of a sudden going to start cheering for Natty. But, you know, Amer Alexa Bliss gets interviewed. She's uh, This is one of the many Oscar references that they make on this show because, my God, we didn't do it enough on Raw. We had to keep doing it on SmackDown. Look, we know the Oscars happened, WWE. We don't need to be reminded constantly that they did. <laughs> okay? And you were not on the Oscars at all other than the Bella Twins. And you were not nominated for anything. So why the hell are you continuing to just basically be free propaganda for the Oscars? Just well, shut up. It was probably part of the contract. It was probably like, okay, hey, we'll bring the Bellas if you sign a deal saying you'll talk about us constantly on your two shows. God, I, I hope not because nobody really – who watches the Oscars later? Yeah, I know. You know, like you watch it when it's happening. Uh, it's a joke, but you're right. Yeah, but it, yeah. it is kind of like, man, come on. I mean, no, I but get you're it. right. Probably something was done like that. Like WWE probably said, oh, well – 
mention the winners or whatever. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes those those uh, conversations do happen, but it's just like just stupid. I mean, anyway, you know, Alexa Bliss uh, thanks Naomi for having bad knees and horrible coordination, which was funny. Um, then Natalia kind of comes in and she's, you know, notes that they both had big wins and that, you know, you may think it's all about you, but, uh, when I take the title from you, you won't think it's too funny and, you know, pretty much Natalia sort of putting her name out there that she's been watching Alexa and that she's coming for her. nothing too crazy. Uh, you know what? I have a feeling that, you know, we kind of get either something we kind of talked about, but this is kind of pointing once to me. Uh, I think we could even have another SmackDown women's multi-person match and a multi-women match here because I, I'm like you. I, really, you're going to have these two go at it. They're two heels. Really, I mean, I uh, don't know how many people are going to get behind that, get excited. And I definitely don't think you're making it. You know, Natalia look like she's a face. I definitely don't think Bliss is going to look like she's going to be a face. So I think you're going to have some other names dropped in this hat. And whether it be maybe some returning stars that we haven't seen in the past or from the past or uh, maybe just throwing in, you know, some other people. I, I, it's got to work out a different way. And I think, you know, you're going to have Becky Lynch involved in that, too. You've got to, really. Um, especially on WrestleMania. you got to have Becky Lynch in the mix somewhere. And I think she'll be in this title mix. So... If it not, I'm really concerned. But for the for the time being, it can be Natalia. But I don't like it per se. Yeah. Uh, well, again, this is one of those. I have a feeling everybody's going to get. You know, you have Nikki involved in the mixed tag, but then you're just going to have the other five women, or is it six women involved in the uh, in in a match for the title, probably just because they don't have anything else for them to do, and Alexa's eventually going to go through everyone if they don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Both Luke Harper and AJ Styles get promos. Um, you know, Harper talks about fighting against his demons. Uh, you know, he's going to win the night, and, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt is going to be scared after he wins. Uh, AJ talks about Harper's feet hitting first, that this match shouldn't be taking place, but hey, he's going to go out here and win and be the outright winner. Uh, you know, this was this was pretty good. Harper got to look good here. There was dual chance going on at one point. Um, then uh, AJ wins because of uh, the, the phenomenal forearm, and then the foot's on the rope for Harper. Shane McMahon comes down. To say that, hey, his foot was on the rope. Referee should have seen it. Match continues. Then uh, Harper accidentally super kicks Shane on the outside. And Styles hits the springboard 450 so he can win. Uh, Harper basically got beat really quickly twice. I don't know that that really made him look good. But this was sort of almost felt like an angle so they could keep the thing with Shane McMahon going. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And not so much, you know. I I don't know. Yeah, Harper looked good here, but maybe it was more detrimental than good by the end of it. And is he going to be in a title match? Or or is it going to be... You know, what are they going to do? Are they going to involve Harper in the Shane McMahon thing? I mean, this is interesting now, I guess. Yeah, isn't it weird, right? I mean, because we really kind of thought there would be a different, you know, procession here. And and it could still end up the way we were kind of thinking. We were kind of thinking, you know, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Luke Harper all in a match, 3-0 triple threat for the SmackDown title. uh, And WWE title, whatever you want to call it. But I, I don't... Now, with this whole thought process of, well, Harper technically, you know, kicks Shane. Um, and there were, there were rumors going out there, you know, AJ Styles is going to be facing Shane McMahon. Unless some way now they lose this number one contendership off AJ, it looks like they're going a different route. And I can't say I don't love it because I want AJ Styles in one of our main events at WrestleMania. I think it'd be a shame if he's not, especially I just I don't think anyone wants to see him face Shane. That just sounds like the biggest waste of time in the world. Um, But anyway, I think you're right. Luke Harper right now kind of seems like a odd man out in a way now because of this whole incident and with AJ going on. So there's one of two ways they go. The Harper finds a new route and either faces someone like, you know, maybe Shane McMahon or someone else or. You know, this becomes more of a than a triple threat. It comes a fatal four way, you know, something like that. I mean, but I think you know what we get later in the show could also have a little bit of a contradiction, maybe more of a direction where we could be seeing uh, that take place. So I don't know. I, I'm happy for right now AJ Styles because I think he deserves to be up there. I think Luke Park Harper does too. He's got great potential. Eh, he's still got time though. He doesn't have to be in that right now. Very true. Uh, we'll have to see any repercussions there on on. Uh, they basically ended talking smack after about ten minutes uh, because Shane McMahon came in and said, "Hey, Daniel, we got to talk about what we're gonna do with the world title." So that's it. So obviously, I guess next week that'll be one of the things that we have to look forward to about what they announce when it comes to that. But for now, AJ Styles is no more contender. Uh, Perhaps there's more muddling that goes on uh, when we get to the, you know, later part of the program. But for now, this is how things are. Uh, let me make sure that before we, we covered everything up to that point. So uh, yeah. after this, you have Dean Ambrose. He's supposed to have a match with uh, Kurt Hawkins. Dean Ambrose comes out and just uh, gives Kurt Hawkins a dirty deeds. The match doesn't even start. And he wants to have a fight with Baron Corbin. Um, and that's pretty much it. So. Yeah, you know, this was a fine, you know, situation for both of the guys. I mean, you know, Ambrose does his normal thing. He's funny. He kind of talks his game. And then, of course, you have, you know, Baron Corbin coming out there and just sputtering out his normal you know, I'm going to beat you, um, you know, me and you are just alike, but, you know, you like to take a beating, and I like to give them out, things like that. You know, that's that's 
you know, Baron Corbin's, you know, doing here. And I, I, I like this, you know, it's not something over the top. It's nothing like, you know, they're getting in the ring and knocking each other, you know, for a couple of hits and then they're just moving on to the next thing. At least this is something to where we can say, okay, I get it now. I get where they're coming from. I, this is nothing huge, but at least it kind of gets us down the road until they actually do physically have some interaction. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think we're pretty much guaranteed some kind of Street Fighter Falls kind of newer match or whatever at WrestleMania, so they're kind of just biding their time at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I did kind of flip back and forth between the, pre- the dress at certain points here when you get to this match. Uh, so Dolph Ziggler and Apollo Crews have an okay match here. They do... Have a chair get involved. Uh, I did like uh, Cruz uh, getting an angle slam onto the chair uh, on Ziggler. Ziggler cheats and rakes the eyes and then slams Cruz uh, throat first. And then he crosses Cruz on the chair too and wins. So Dolph being a dick again, doing all the dastardly deeds of heels to win. Uh... This, you know, no nobody really cared, though, and that's the problem. Nobody really cares about Apollo Crews, and nobody really cares about Evil Dolph either, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, let's see, what could we put on while the president's talking? Oh, I got it. Two guys that no one even blinks if they're on TV or not. They don't care. This is you also know? sort of the dead part, what you would consider the dead segment like before the main event so you know yeah a cool down right um and it definitely kind of was i mean yes it was a chairs match i get it people may have been pumped for that i I didn't expect overly too much in that because of the fact that i knew that really wasn't going to be ziggler crushing you know cruz's leg again i knew that wasn't going to happen again for the most part i knew they'd find something else and that's kind of what they did here but i mean I just look at it as, you know, Dolph continues to, to torture, you know, Apollo. And um, we'll see where they take this. But, man, I just right now, I don't think anybody cares, especially me. I could care less with this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's not a lot for you to care about here. Uh, so we get to our main event segment, and this is where things get interesting as far as why Shane and, and Daniel Bryan had to deliberate. And we... We knew we were going to get to this point. Uh, there was no way they were going to have Randy Orton just not just win the Royal Rumble and not use his title shot. That would just be weird. Um, so, you know, Bray Wyatt's out there talking about AJ Styles it is. And, you know, they are mere mortals and I am a god. And AJ Styles is going to wind up like the rest of the people. And... You know, we suddenly get the Titantron turned on because Randy Orton is at the, I guess, where the Wyatts live or whatever. And there's, you know, the barn again that we haven't seen in a long time and the rocking chair. And apparently Wyatt liked Orton so much that he got keys to being there. And so we find out that underneath the floor where the rocking chair is and where Randy Orton's standing lies sister abigail 
and we, you know, he pulls out a pick to kind of signify that he might have put put her there, or that sort of also signifying perhaps that Bray Wyatt might have killed her, because he talks about, oh, do you remember the last time you saw Abigail? You said it was when you saw her draw her last breath. So did Wyatt kill her? Did she just die of natural causes, or what happened here? But Either way, eventually we get to the point where Randy Orton says that he is going to become the man with all the power and that Wyatt is going to be powerless and he's going to become the servant. So then he pulls out a thing of gasoline, starts pouring it all over the barn, goes outside, lights lights one of those big long matches, and then burns the compound. And he is posing... As Bray Wyatt is slowly going insane and banging his head against the announce table and all these things to show that he is upset. And uh, I love this. This adds an extra layer to this. I don't know how you're supposed to cheer Randy Orton here. He's burning a man's house down. But... uh, you know, I, I, I really like this. This is a strong ending to the show. And now Orton's back to being Randy Orton, that that dastardly snake. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure how they were going to do this. And this is a different way than I kind of expected. Only because I kind of thought it was going to be an RKO out of nowhere incident, which caused this whole dissension. And it was just really Randy Orton biding his time and doing it on the video. You know, uh, so when you see this, I mean, you do have those questions in your mind that Sean kind of brought up. You know, what happened to Sister Abigail? Did Bray murder her? Um, you know, is all his power really encompassed in that one spot and all those type of things? So I, I understand where they were coming from on that. And I, you know, I kind of like it. I, I can't say I, I hate it or anything. Um I also kind of thought I was watching ECW at some points of this, though, especially with Bray Wyatt was kind of freaking out and all this over something like this incident. It was kind of hokey in a way, um, but it made sense. And so you get on down the line with that. But I think that both these guys, you know, have played this role pretty well. I think Randy Orton did a fine job in the way he presented himself and his, you know, points and the way he kind of set up the whole table for us to, to understand how special that spot was he was standing on so i think randy orton did a great job of that and really making it matter and of course you have bray wyatt with all the actions really selling that it was important so i really man i really want to know the next chapter of this i want to see where it takes bray does bray really not have any more power anymore does randy orton really gain anything out of this was bray wyatt lying to randy orton about really the real holy place right because you know Maybe Bray Wyatt's not as stupid as Randy Orton thought. That also kind of crosses my mind. You know, maybe he's not, but I kind of thought to myself, maybe Bray Wyatt is willing to make Randy Orton think that he's okay and comfortable with him, but maybe he's not really. So we'll see. That's what makes you want to watch the next SmackDown, right? I mean, and that's exactly what I love. I think, Sean, you point out that you love this, and I love it for for that reason of its intrigue. It brings you to that next chapter, and you just want to turn the page to see what's going to happen. So I, I think they did a fine job with it. And it also brings me questions to, you know, what could happen. And we, we mentioned the number one contender with AJ Styles. 
Um, and of course, if Luke Harper still is in that picture, maybe possibly now you're adding Randy Orton to the picture. There's a lot going on here and a lot circling around what's going on with Bray Wyatt. And is he going to be powerful? Is he going to be powerless? I don't know, but I have a theory for WrestleMania that you may or may not agree with, but I definitely want you to share. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of build on from here? No, and we both liked what happened. So, so my thought process, and this is kind of crazy, Sean, but let's say we get to WrestleMania and Bray Wyatt is your champion still, and you've got Randy Orton coming against him. You got a Luke Harper coming against him and a, maybe even an AJ Styles. He's got to have some backup somewhere, right? I wonder if uh, some uh, Hardy Boys would be interested in coming in and being a part of this whole thing. They probably wouldn't come off a broken gimmick, but maybe they could come off a dark gimmick, kind of like, you know, the Wyatt. Oh, hold on, what now? You're, Think about you're it. Saying- so, so Okay, so let, let's just say Ray Wyatt's back is going to be against the ropes here at WrestleMania because he's probably going to have more than one contender in a single match for the title. So he's going to be facing off probably against two, at least two guys, if not three, right? Right, right. At WrestleMania 33. So he's going to have some backup somewhere. Usually Ray Wyatt always does. What if somewhere and somehow he was able to retain the title because he has some broken help? With the Hardy Boys showing up, maybe think of the twisted thought process. And now it's a, it's a WWE version of this. It's not what we're seeing on Impact Wrestling, but it's a new version of this, more of a Wyatt version of a broken Matt Hardy and of a Jeff Hardy. You know. Uh... I I don't I I don't think that's gonna happen. Like I just don't. I mean, they could they could do that. I mean, it's it's possible. They could just. I, mean, I you never know. You never know. You never know. I just I just think that if if like let's say TNA says no, you can't take the broken gimmick with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, you look. You could be right. You could be right completely. I just, um, I just don't want to see them be doing a watered down version of it. It's like I for agree. me, I'd rather, I'd rather you're either gonna do it or you're not. Like mm-hmm. if you if you're not allowed to take the gimmick with you, I'd rather you have your gimmick that you were doing and WWE waters it down than oh well now we're gonna do something similar but you're not gonna be the broken hearties you're gonna be like a member of the Wyatt family and like you know we've already got uh you know the what Eric Rowan's officially cleared now I mean it doesn't mean he can wrestle but he could show he could make an appearance right mm-hmm. so I mean is he gonna get involved in all this you know how's that gonna work we still don't know if 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 what's his face is uh, you know Luke Harper gonna make any kind of appearance here or, or anything of that nature. So, uh, 
it's it's an it, I I think that you you're right on and that it could very well happen if if these guys do show up at WrestleMania like you know is being talked about or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you know, I'm bringing this up just just to bring it up, really. Just it was a fleeting thought that I had, and that's something that could take place. But to be honest with you, I don't even believe what I'm speaking because I think if for somehow for some reason those two guys are on WrestleMania this year, I have a hard time believing that they're going to be shadowed by a current superstar. I think that you know. Them going with you know Bray Wyatt would basically be saying, "Oh, he we're serving Bray Wyatt," and I, I don't think that's how you get Matt and Jeff Hardy showing up back in WWE. I just don't see that. You know, I could be you know maybe what I'm saying is going to come true, and I'm going to be sitting here you know, and, and you know near future saying, "Wow, I can't believe I got that," but I don't really think it's going to happen that way. But I wanted us to kind of think about that. That you know, if there's any group that's close to being broken as Matt Hardy, you know, is or was, whatever you want to say. It's got to be the Wyatt family. Outside of that, there's nobody kind of close to that gimmick. So, who knows? But I just wanted to throw that out there into the universe, see how it landed. You never know. You never know. Uh, You know, like we talked about yesterday, we do officially know that they're going. But how and when they're going to show up and how they're going to show up and... Mm-hmm. Whatever is is uh, something entirely different. So, ah, uh, sorry, I'm. Uh, I just got some kind of alert that the this system that comes out on Friday apparently Walmart. I don't know if it's a mistake on Walmart's part, but it's you can pre-order it on their website. So I'm sitting here thinking about whether or not I want to make that decision. Uh oh, Sean's making. Saying, Big purchases right now. People, hey, you know, that's we'll see. Well, no, it's just like I don't want to do it, and then it says because it says you can pick it up at your store. Oh. It's not one of these like Amazon where you you press the whole okay, it's going to ship to your house, and you do run the risk of well, they might delay it. It says I'm going to get a receipt that tells me I could pick it up on Friday with everybody else. And it's like, well, I don't want to do this, and then something happens, and I paid for something that may take like two months for me to get you know yeah um but uh yeah so that's uh i did like the the whole effect of the burning of the the house like i I, that visual of randy orton standing there with uh him posing with the fire was pretty awesome Uh, you know it's the whole back and forth thing i liked Going back and forth in, in a quick manner, back to the fire, Randy Orton, back to you know Bray freaking out, you know hitting his head on the ring, uh, the the corner post and all that, things like that. I, I appreciate it because it really did feel like it was a you know tense moment, right? Something that was just really emotional, and I appreciated that. So, and it's kind of hard to do that, especially when you're showing a video on a Titantron and a guy in the ring. But I think they did a perfect job of mixing in both, and it, like I said, it added to the intrigue of what's going to be next in this chapter, and we're left there kind of with our hands in the air saying, man, uh, I'm excited, but what could go next, you know? Right, right. Ah, uh, so... 
that's the end of SmackDown. That's that's all that was on uh, SmackDown this evening. So what do you think about for a rating? I thought it was one of the better SmackDowns. Yeah, it was a good SmackDown. I wouldn't say great, though, from my personal perspective, because they did have that excellent ending, a, a decent beginning. Um, but the middle of it was kind of there. I, I think AJ Styles and Luke Harper gave you enough to, to be happy with. And, you know, I don't even think Becky Lynch and, um, you know, what happened there uh, was bad at all either. I, I For me personally, I, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think that the SmackDown was much better than maybe the three hours of Raw. I'm, I'm going to go six and a half. I, I don't think it was just as great as I wanted it to be. That's fair enough. Um, I'll say a seven. I really enjoyed this. She had a great opening and great ending. And, I mean, the wrestling wasn't great by any means. There's really nothing that you need to go out of your way to see. You probably uh, watching AJ and Harper wouldn't be bad, just so you know what's going on there. Uh, but I don't know if, like, you know, I just talked about that there's anything totally big that you need to watch, right? So, yeah. Well, you, you want to see, you know, uh, Carmella and, uh, you know, that whole thing, right? That, that was yeah. Uh, that's funny for the, I guess five minutes that it lasts. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, like she just stands there and is like, "Hey, uh, you're not gonna let him, her talk to me like that." It's like, and it's it's just funny the way that it's that so silly. James Ellsworth. I mean, as much money as they're probably paying him to do very little, it's it's still funny. The guy still kind of has a little bit of. Uh, weirdness about him but he, he's still kind of funny where you're like ah I, I love the guy around even though he doesn't really do a lot so uh I, i'm looking forward to next week next week smackdown to see how this mixed tag uh is going to work and how long it's going to last all of what you know two minutes right so yeah that's going to do it for smackdown and uh yeah you know we'll yeah. uh we'll see you later everybody and on next week The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.